Chapter Twenty Six of Principles of Geology. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Dion Gines, Salt Lake City, Utah. Principles of Geology by Charles Lyell. Chapter Twenty Six, Part Two. Galangun, Java, eighteen twenty-two. The mountain of Galangun, or Galung Gung, was in 1822 covered by a dense forest and situated in a fruitful and thickly peopled part of Java. There was a circular hollow at its summit, but no tradition existed of any former eruption. In July 1822, the waters of the river Kunir, one of those which flowed from its flanks, became for a time hot and turbid on the eighth of october following a loud explosion was heard the earth shook and immense columns of hot water and boiling mud mixed with burning brimstone ashes and lapilli of the size of nuts were projected from the mountain like a waterspout with such prodigious violence that large quantities fell beyond the river tandoy which is forty miles distant every valley within the range of this eruption became filled with a burning torrent and the rivers swollen with hot water and mud overflowed their banks and carried away great numbers of the people who were endeavouring to escape and the bodies of cattle wild beasts and birds a space of twenty-four miles between the mountain and the river tandoy was covered to such a depth with bluish mud that people were buried in their houses and not a trace of the numerous villages and plantations throughout that extent was visible within this space the bodies of those who perished were buried in mud and concealed but near the limits of the volcanic action they were exposed and strewed over the ground in great numbers partly boiled and partly burnt it was remarked that the boiling mud and cinders were projected with such violence from the mountain that while many remote villages were utterly destroyed and buried others much nearer the volcano were scarcely injured the first eruption lasted nearly five hours and on the following days the rain fell in torrents and the rivers densely charged with mud deluged the country far and wide at the end of four days october twelfth a second eruption occurred more violent than the first in which hot water and mud were again vomited and great blocks of basalt were thrown to the distance of seven miles from the volcano there was at the same time a violent earthquake and in one account it is stated that the face of the mountain was utterly changed its summits broken down and one side which had been covered with trees became an enormous gulf in the form of a semicircle this cavity was about midway between the summit and the plain and surrounded by steep rocks said to be newly heaped up during the eruption new hills and valleys are said to have been formed and the rivers banjaring and wulan changed their course and in one night october twelfth 
two thousand persons were killed the first intimation which the inhabitants of bangdong received of this calamity on the eighth of october was the news that the river walna was bearing down into the sea the dead bodies of men and the carcasses of stags rhinoceroses tigers and other animals the dutch painter payan determined to travel from thence to the volcano and he found that the quantity of the ashes diminished as he approached the base of the mountain he alludes to the altered form of the mountain after the twelfth but does not describe the new semicircular gulf on its side the official accounts state that one hundred and fourteen villages were destroyed and above four thousand persons killed submarine volcanoes although we have every reason to believe that volcanic eruptions as well as earthquakes are common in the bed of the sea it was not to be expected that many opportunities would occur to scientific observers of witnessing the phenomena the crews of vessels have sometimes reported that they have seen in different places sulphurous smoke flame jets of water and steam rising up from the sea or they have observed the waters greatly discolored and in a state of violent agitation as if boiling new shoals have also been encountered or a reef of rocks just emerging above the surface where previously there was always supposed to have been deep water on some few occasions the gradual formation of an island by a submarine eruption has been observed as that of sabrina in the year eighteen eleven off st michael's in the azores the throwing up of ashes in that case and the formation of a cone about three hundred feet in height with a crater in the centre closely resembled the phenomena usually accompanying a volcanic eruption on land sabrina was soon washed away by the waves previous eruptions in the same part of the sea were recorded to have happened in sixteen ninety one and seventeen twenty the rise of nio also a small island off the coast of iceland in seventeen eighty three has already been alluded to and another volcanic isle was produced by an eruption near reykjavik on the same coast in june eighteen thirty graham island eighteen thirty one we have still more recent and minute information respecting the appearance in eighteen thirty one of a new volcanic island in the mediterranean between the southwest coast of sicily and that projecting part of the african coast where ancient carthage stood the site of the island was not any part of the great shoal or bank called narida as was first asserted but a spot where captain w h smith had found in his survey a few years before a depth of more than one hundred fathoms water the position of the island latitude thirty seven degrees eight minutes thirty seconds north longitude twelve degrees forty two minutes fifteen seconds east was about thirty miles southwest of siaca in sicily and thirty-three miles northeast of pantellaria on the twenty-eighth of june about a fortnight 
before the eruption was visible sir paltony malcolm in passing over the spot in his ship felt the shocks of an earthquake as if he had struck on a sandbank and the same shocks were felt on the west coast of sicily in a direction from southwest to northeast about the tenth of july john correo the captain of a sicilian vessel reported that as he passed near the place he saw a column of water like a water-spout sixty feet high and eight hundred yards in circumference rising from the sea and soon afterwards a dense steam in its place which ascended to the height of eighteen hundred feet the same correo on his return from Gergenti on the eighteenth of july found a small island twelve feet high with a crater in its centre ejecting volcanic matter and immense columns of vapour the sea around being covered with floating cinders and dead fish the scoriae were of a chocolate colour and the water which boiled in the circular basin was of a dingy red the eruption continued with great violence to the end of the same month at which time the island was visited by several persons and among others by captain swinburne r n and m hoffman the prussian geologist it was then from fifty to ninety feet in height and three-quarters of a mile in circumference by the fourth of august it became according to some accounts above two hundred feet high and three miles in circumference after which it began to diminish in size by the action of the waves and it was only two miles round on the twenty fifth of august and on the third of september when it was carefully examined by captain wodehouse only three-fifths of a mile in circumference its greatest height being then one hundred seven feet at this time the crater was about seven hundred eighty feet in circumference on the twenty ninth of september when it was visited by monsieur c provost its circumference was reduced to about seven hundred yards it was composed entirely of incoherent ejected matter scoriae pumice and lapilli forming regular strata some of which are described as having been parallel to the steep inward slope of the crater while the rest were inclined outwards like those of vesuvius when the arrangement of the ejected materials has been determined by their falling continually on two steep slopes that of the external cone and that of the crater which is always a hollow inverted cone a transverse section would probably resemble that given in the annexed figure but when i visited vesuvius in eighteen twenty eight i saw no beds of scoriae inclined towards the axis of the cone such may have once existed but the explosions or subsidences or whatever causes produced the great crater of eighteen twenty two had possibly destroyed them few of the pieces of stone thrown out from graham island exceeded a foot in diameter some fragments of dolomitic limestone were intermixed but these were the only non-volcanic substances during the month of august there occurred on the southwest side of the new island a violent 
ebullition and agitation of the sea accompanied by the constant ascension of a column of dense white steam indicating the existence of a second vent at no great depth from the surface towards the close of october no vestige of the crater remained and the island was nearly levelled with the surface of the ocean with the exception at one point of a small monticule of sand and scoriae it was reported that at the commencement of the year following eighteen thirty two there was a depth of one hundred fifty feet where the island had been but this account was quite erroneous for in the early part of that year captain swinburne found a shoal and discoloured water there and towards the end of eighteen thirty three a dangerous reef existed of an oval figure about three-fifths of a mile in extent in the centre was a black rock of the diameter of about twenty-six fathoms from nine to eleven feet under water and round this rock are banks of black volcanic stones and loose sand at the distance of sixty fathoms from this central mass the depth increased rapidly there was also a second shoal at the distance of four hundred fifty feet southwest of the great reef with fifteen feet water over it also composed of rock surrounded by deep sea we can scarcely doubt that the rock in the middle of the larger reef is solid lava which rose up in the principal crater and that the second shoal marks the site of the submarine eruption observed in august eighteen thirty one to the southwest of the island from the whole of the facts above detailed it appears that a hill eight hundred feet or more in height was formed by a submarine volcanic vent of which the upper part only about two hundred feet high emerged above the waters so as to form an island this cone must have been equal in size to one of the largest of the lateral volcanoes on the flanks of etna and about half the height of the mountain jorullo in mexico which was formed in the course of nine months in seventeen fifty nine in the centre of the new volcano a large cavity was kept open by gaseous discharges which threw out scoriae and fluid lava probably rose up in this cavity it is not uncommon for small subsidiary craters to open near the summit of a cone and one of these may have been formed in the case of graham island a vent perhaps connected with the main channel of discharge which gave passage in that direction to elastic fluids scoriae and melted lava it does not appear that either from this duct or from the principal vent there was any overflowing of lava but melted rock may have flowed from the flanks or base of the cone a common occurrence on land and may have spread in a broad sheet over the bottom of the sea the dotted lines in the annexed figure are an imaginary restoration of the upper part of the cone now removed by the waves the strong lines represent the part of the volcano which is still under water in the centre is a great column or dike of solid lava two hundred feet in diameter supposed to fill the space 
by which the gaseous fluids rose and on each side of the dike is a stratified mass of scoriae and fragmentary lava the solid nucleus of the reef where the black rock is now found withstands the movements of the sea while the surrounding loose tufts are cut away to a somewhat lower level in this manner the lava which was the lowest part of the island or to speak more correctly which scarcely ever rose above the level of the sea when the island existed has now become the highest point in the reef no appearances observed either during the eruption or since the island disappeared gave the least support to the opinion promulgated by some writers that part of the ancient bed of the sea had been lifted up bodily the solid products says dr john davy whether they consisted of sand light cinders or vesicular lava differed more in form than in composition the lava contained augite and the specific gravity was two point o seven and two point seven o when the light spongy cinder which floated on the sea was reduced to fine powder by trituration and the greater part of the entangled air got rid of it was found to be of the specific gravity of two point six four and that of some of the sand which fell in the eruption was two point seven five so that the materials equalled ordinary granites in weight and solidity the only gas evolved in any considerable quantity was carbonic acid submarine eruptions in mid-atlantic in the nautical magazine for eighteen thirty five page six forty two and for eighteen thirty eight page three sixty one and in the comte's rendus april eighteen thirty eight accounts are given of a series of volcanic phenomena earthquakes troubled water floating scoriae and columns of smoke which have been observed at intervals since the middle of the last century in a space of open sea between longitudes twenty degrees and twenty two degrees west about half a degree south of the equator these facts says mr darwin seem to show that an island or an archipelago is in process of formation in the middle of the atlantic a line joining st helena and ascension would if prolonged intersect this slowly nascent focus of volcanic action should land be eventually formed here it will not be the first that has been produced by igneous action in this ocean since it was inhabited by the existing species of testacea at porto Praia in st iago one of the azores a horizontal calcareous stratum occurs containing shells of recent marine species covered by a great sheet of basalt eighty feet thick it would be difficult to estimate too highly the commercial and political importance which a group of islands might acquire if in the next two or three thousand years they should rise in mid-ocean between st helena and ascension End of chapter 26, part 2.